welcome to the Happy Ramp Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined as always in studio by my good friends and partners in radio, Barnabas Piper and Ronald J. Martin. Boys, we are uh, in a transitional moment business-wise. Uh, we've just come to the end of one relationship. Uh, we are about to start swimming in hipster leather, uh, which I can't wait for. But in between, Piper, uh, we have a, a book promo from an old friend, old friend of the program, uh, old friend of the Reformed Camp. Tell us about Platy's new title. You know, it's interesting that you say we're sort of in this transitional period because that, that seems to be what this book is about. Uh, oh, it's, a book, timely. it's a book called Something Needs to Change, a call to make your life count in a world of urgent need. Uh, so, listeners, you will know that David Platt is best known for writing radical and crying whenever he preaches. Um, but it's, Is he a big crier, Piper? I didn't know oh. that. Yes, he is fascinating. He, I didn't realize that either, man, because he has he just has that very dark monotone when he preaches. Oh. But then, but then when he starts to get intense, it it almost sounds like he's having like a like his throat is seizing up, and he kind of preaches through his throat, and like he he just gets super <laughs> super intense and to the point of of near tears. Uh, so this is this is actually a little bit of a like travel memoir meets crisis of faith meets. What wow. is genuine Christianity? So not crisis of faith, like losing his faith, but like yeah. what? Why? Why does it matter? That's sort of the sure. question of it. So he was uh, he was leading a team on a trip through the Himalayas, and yeah. was basically as one does. As yeah, I mean, I do this. <laughs> Ronnie doesn't do this because that's not that's not a man of leisure thing to do. That it requires like sweating and getting cold and stuff. The Himalayas would have Thanks, to be boys. in Florida. Yeah, Thanks, boys, but that's true. Um, that's, yeah, you can't. There, there's no. It, it's probably very Instagrammable, but there's not cell phone service, so Ronnie doesn't do that. Um, wow. So Ouch. he's he's just sort of plat. Not Ronnie was floored by the need he encountered there, and it just began to stir up all these questions in him of about God and suffering, and what is like what difference should Christianity make in a case like this coming from you know a place like the United States where we just don't see suffering in quite the same way? What do we you know and then questions of eternity and so um he sort of reprised the message of radical into a more a more feet on the ground like what does it mean to give your life for the gospel and that's what this book is about so something needs to change the name of the uh the book it is from Waterbrook Multnomah it is endorsed by such people as JD Greer another oh, another Greer. favorite of ours let's see what Greer has to say about it oh this is great he this this could almost be <laughs> describing a a Clint Presley sort of man rugged yeah. authentic gritty real Oh, and yeah. then, he's, then he says worshipful. That's a little bit wow. less Clint Presley-ish. Um, uh-huh. He says there are no other books like this one. And so that's that's mm. actually high praise. So, yeah. I said, Dude, Do you think those two hang out in real life, Platy and, uh, and Greer? I feel like they're in the same, like, Yeah, well, they're SBC royalty. I don't know if they hang out just because they think they have different personalities. I think that mm. they really genuinely respect and like each other. Oh, even sure. if even yeah. if they're not like buddies, yeah. Um, every time I've heard, like I I know some people who are on staff at JD's church, and everything I've heard about him is that he's just sort of the most down to earth, real fun guy. And Platt mm. is sort of like a John Piper Jr. So, uh-huh. um, which is to say, consistent, genuine, real, not necessarily a barrel of laughs. So, 
Anyway, listeners, go get the book, Something Needs to Change, by David Platt. It is available now, uh, and there are no other books like it. J.D. Greer said so. There it is. Hey, uh, back to uh, Platty being a, a crier, Ron. Do you think he watches Downton Abbey like us? Oh, dude. I mean, I, I mean, he would be the guy. He would be. Well, I mean, not if, if there's nothing like he can take from it that like, you know, contributes to his like <laughs> spiritual growth. I don't know. It might, it might, yeah, just be a way, yeah, I don't know. It might, it might be way too like American, like, you know, privilege being able to watch Downton Abbey. That's, too that's much. true, man. He's not. Yeah. He's not curling up with an Abbott Downton at the end of the evening. Like you and I are like, gentlemen. But imagine. But, yeah, my question was, so we're rewatching it and I feel like you're doing that too to pregame for the movie. But uh oh, yeah. we, dude, we just we just rewatched the app where William died and uh, mm-hmm. Daisy marries him right at the end and dude that You're at the very out, end. Man. You're like season 5 or whatever. No, so. no, 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 that was like season that was season 2 or 3, man, where William the like the 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 footman oh, from downstairs. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're thinking That's of Matthew. Post war. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, I don't know, man. That that one really hit me emotionally this time. Yeah, that was but, big. That was a big yeah. one, yeah. But, Ted, remember, there is no crying. You don't get to cry because yeah, exactly. you're a man. Clint Presley said no crying. Yeah, Clint Presley, if you're listening to this, I definitely watch, wasn't watching Downton Abbey. I was, I was deadlifting, and you, I was doing it, it on a bed is, of broken glass. Is now glass. the proper time to call you Mr. Crumpet? Does that – Yeah, is the, is I'm the, Mr. Crumpet. Okay, got it. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Uh, wow. Mr. Crumpet. Ronald, you missed a, a banger of an ad, man, in which uh, in which Piper and I deconstructed all of Clint Presley's list, and he would Clint would take umbrage with the way that you and I live our lives. Let's just say that. I mean, I'm still I'm still fighting to know who who Clint is, boys. If you could clue me in, that would be fab. Well, he's just a super masculine. Just go- uh, Google him, and if you Google like Clint Presley double breasted suit, you'll get a, <laughs> a solid image of like the quintessential rugged Southern gentleman. Um, yeah. Who thinks Getting low, to him right now? He thinks lowly of people who don't wear belts, can't do push-ups, and cry occasionally. <laughs> oh and gosh, even, yes. even more lowly of people who watch Downton Abbey all the way through for a second. And time. you're not allowed to drink tea, Ron. Like he says, drink coffee, not tea. And then he calls tea drinkers Mister Crumpet. So, is it like Clint Presley, the pastor? Is that the yeah, guy? Yeah, a senior pastor of Hickory Grove, ba- of course. Baptist Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay. Yep. Dude, wow. he's one of these, like, you're not a man unless you're eating, like, a plate of broken glass, guys. He's one of those yeah, guys. gargling uh, razor blades just for Exactly. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Totally. I like it, man. I like you can't Clint enjoy already. your beverages. Yeah. I like Clint already, and by liking him, I mean I practically despise him with only having looked at his face right now. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, boys, speaking of church and speaking of men of, men of the cloth and pastoral issues, I feel like this is kind of going to be our church episode because we're going to tackle one small church issue here at the beginning and then we're going to talk about a fellow man of the cloth someone who's joined um, you Ronald and and you Piper in the ministry Uh, his name is Kanye West but before we get to that um, I want to talk about I guess this was a chapel and I have to I have to give the rather large caveat that this took place at Union Seminary which has absolutely nothing to do with the very solid uh, Baptist College, where I teach in West Tennessee, Union University. So this is a, this is a totally different thing. And at Union Seminary, uh, Piper, you sent us the following release. And I'm going to try my best to describe this picture. Um, <laughs> it, it appears to be a picture of um, potted plants, okay, on a little bed of mulch. It looks like they dragged in some mulch, and they, they made it nice and, like, squared off the edges of the mulch. Uh, atop it, they sat some potted plants, and then around it is a variety of like 
very quintessentially college-looking college students. And they're all very glum. They're very somber. And the caption is as follows. Today in chapel, we confessed to plants. Together, we held our grief, joy, regret, hope, guilt, and sorrow in prayer, offering to offering them to the beings who sustain us, but whose gift we too often fail to honor. What do you confess to the plants in your life? Um, and boys, I got to tell you, I was floored by this because I'd never, um, in, in all my years of being alive and being a Christian, I'd never thought to confess to the plants in my life. Um, Ronald, man of the cloth, church man, what do you, what do you make of this? Oh, baby, we have a confess to the plants portion in our liturgy every that's Sunday. That's in your liturgy every it's Sunday. It's not even a question. Yeah. 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 Well, Comes right after our confession of sin and prayer of thanksgiving. You know? is, there you go. Is that why hipster churches have like greenery and ferns up at the front? Like when we were at, uh, what was what was the church in Louisville? It was so dry. Well, yeah, dude. They, they had some framed on the wall, too. They had yeah. some moss hanging off the walls. I'm looking at all of our great. planning. Is that like, like a hipster confessional? It might be. I don't know, man. We have it all up on our stage right now. I'm like looking at it right now, but like, it, I, baby, yeah. what kind of what kind of foliage are we looking at on your stage? This is amazing. Well, I, don't, I, I don't know what it's called because because <laughs> I'm not down with all like the foliage lingo, but like yeah. some like the person that does our stage just literally like foliaged it all out. Oh. So we're like we're fully foliaged if that's a word. Maybe oh. it's like the ep where uh, where the Dowager Countess was hosting the flower competition. One hundred percent, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Love it. Well, I just, yeah, I just good I'm really excited that revival is coming to your church because of you have so many opportunities to confess now, just yeah. foliaged out. Yeah, uh, that is correct. That's Piper. That is correct in 22 ways, more than one. Pipe, walk me through this, um, this this copy that was next to the picture because I, for the life of me, I can't understand if they're like confessing like environmental slip ups, like. Um, you know, guys, like really keep me accountable because I accidentally walked over a plant this week. I haven't, I haven't done it in a couple weeks. You know, I just, I just want to be honest. Uh, I feel like it's every man's battle. You know, sometimes I step on a plant, sometimes I don't. I mean, is it that ten, kind of ten stay off like, the grass? Like, um, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, uh, so. You know, this makes a lot Boys, of sense. I haven't even looked at the grass. I, yeah. haven't, I haven't fantasized about the grass. You know, I've, I've been clean for like two weeks. <laughs> that's, that's, that's good. This, this accountability is going really well. Maybe you're clean. Keep it up. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so let's see. It says, together we held our grief, joy, regret, hope, guilt, and sorrow in prayer, offering them to the beings who sustain us, but whose gift we too often fail to honor. Mm. Oh, the beings are the plants. I think I the see. beings are the plants. And so we yeah. are holding grief, joy, regret, hope, guilt, and sorrow in prayer. It's a little vague mm-hmm. who the prayer is to or is mm-hmm. prayer like a state of mind. I'm fuzzy mm-hmm. on that. Um, mm-hmm. And then we offer them to the beings who sustain us. So that's the plants. Uh, this mm-hmm. is a very vegan campus, um, mm-hmm. plant-based diets and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, but whose gift we too often fail to honor. So mm. this we're we're not grateful enough to or for the foliage in our life. Um so yeah, this is uh this is a whole paradigm I've never considered before, honestly. I have never considered offering my regrets, hopes, guilt, and sorrows to a plant. I mean is that- though, is it just is it just like in, is it like the environmentalists like plea that like we need to 
we need to apologize to Mother Earth for how we've been destroying it all these years. Is that really what they're saying? If we apologize, will it stop being so hot in September? Well, yeah, seriously, dude, I'm about to pray for that. I, can you know. like can can I can I bring a bone of contention to nature as well? Like, yeah, why don't we ever? I have things why are we to never confess. Be angry. Yeah, like yeah, I have some things no, to confess. But also, maybe you should stop like whooping our coastline with hurricanes, nature. Yeah, yeah, Mother Nature, man. I mean, it's it's one of these things where like it's always our responsibility, never her responsibility, to be a little nicer to us. And she's, you know what I mean? And she's the mother. Like, mom should right. know better. Yeah, hey, kind of a mother you guys sound like you have, this. you have mother wounds. We maybe, do have mother wounds. Maybe you should take father, it up with Mother wounds too, man. Hey, it's father time. Why don't you slow it down a little bit? And hey, mother nature, why don't you be a little nicer? I mean, that that's the parental stuff I'm carrying around with me all the time. Mm, Davey, that's, that's the way I journey. can't move forward. That's a that's journey why, you're on. Yeah, they, right. That's why. That's why. That's why it's so hard for us to get along. It's, it's notably absent from this here tweet that like grief, joy, regret, hope, guilt, and sorrow. There's there is no place for anger in this. Apparently, no. we're not allowed to be angry with plants for you know mm-hmm. falling on our roofs and making us rake leaves and stuff like that. Uh, we we well, are apparently we're beholden to them. These plants are always perfect. They they always do the right thing, and it's it's uh, it's up to us to. Yeah, I never suit. had a plant that ever admitted to doing anything wrong, and it's infuriating. <laughs> Maybe they're they're confessing to Hank Hanegraaff. <laughs> That's what Hank's been up to they're, all these the years. Pl- the plants and Benny Hinn are hanging out together with with <laughs> Hank. Now, boys, I'm just I'm pleading kinda... with the plants on my stage right now. If you would ever just admit to anything you've done wrong, we could move. That's forward. right, dude. The plants are so arrogant. They're so smug. They never. They, well, never they are so arrogant. Plants have, by nature are arrogant, right? They just keep growing. Yeah. And um, you're not asking them to grow. They just keep doing it. That's They're, right. Yeah, so self-sufficient. Of course, then they just decide to go and, like, die on you when you go on vacation. So you come back and, oh, man, right. just... They keep you guessing, don't they? You know? They're just insufferable, really. That's the worst. I'm not confessing to plants. <laughs> this is stupid. Ronald, get those plants out of your uh, out of your. Yeah, I'm tearing them up sanctuary. right after we're done. Yeah, 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 tear them out. Yeah, tear forget out. revival. I think we just determined this is not how revival comes. You're not confessing to no. plants. It's not going to work. I'm going to tear them up, and then I'm going to leave them all torn up so that when everybody shows up on Sunday, they're going to see the stage just literally littered with dead plants. <laughs> <It's good. laughs> just, just say, you know, carnage. whatever. Turn to, turn to Psalm 32. What I don't know. Whatever. I love it. I love it. Boys, I've got a real simple question for you as by, by way of follow-up to this. Um, my question is, how funny would this have been? You know what I mean? To see these, like, earnest, all-up-in-their-feelings college students praying to plants. Like, in the pantheon of funny things you've seen in the church or, or anywhere, really, like, what, what would you have paid to be in that room? 20 bucks? I feel like I'd drop a 20 just to be in there, just for just for just to watch. Oh, yes. Just just to live tweet that or take yeah, video it. Like I I want to know like in in the photograph that's shared, there's a yeah, just a quintessential sort of hipstery. This is in this this seminary is in New York is a very like New York college student sitting cross legged before an array of ferns and and uh, like. What are those called? The willows or what? You know, various. They look very marshy. It's marshy plants. Um, yeah. And sitting cross-legged before them in sort of a meditative pose, I want to know what she was saying. I want to like. What do you oh, think? What words came out of her mouth to the marsh plants in front of her? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Plants. I, I love Gold. you, plants. 
gold. I just, Dude, I, this is what I want, man. I want people to, uh, I want people to understand that for our next uh, live show, I'm getting visionary right now. That's how we're going to tape it. We're going to sit cross-legged around plants while we record the, the, uh, the podcast. Dude, I love it. I'm going to, and, and, I want to and we will make them. listeners pay $20 to observe us. It's exactly. perfect. Hey, given all the back squats and like deadlifting that Clint, Clint Presley does, do you think he could even get cross-legged? Do you think his body would even do that? Not that we're inviting him. That's not a manly way to sit. I'm sure he, I'm sure he's like, a, you don't cross your legs at the knee. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you know, you never sit on the floor period, unless it's like to field dress a deer. Uh, yeah. you know, there's just, you have a camp stool in your truck at all times, something along those yeah, lines. Boys. He doesn't cross leg. He cross fits. Let's be hey, honest. Oh, there it is. There it is. Well, boys, let's talk about another man of the cloth. Okay. Let's talk about a pastoral colleague of yours, somebody that you might <laughs> run into at, uh, at the next TGC conference or T4G. Um, take your pick. Uh, the, the man of the cloth is, is Yeezy, Kanye West. Um, this guy has... Uh, apparently started doing exclusive uh, multi-site church services for the celebrity community um, all, all, all over. I was going to say in Los Angeles, but really it's just all over. So the, the location changes each Sunday. Uh, Piper, you sent along a fascinating article about this, uh, which was just full of interesting things for us to parse because uh, the implication was that um, not only does Kanye West kind of own, quote-unquote, own a church, um, one of the, one of the like Jenner Kardashian moms also owns a church, which I found to be fascinating. Uh, so apparently a church is a thing that you can own. And, um, there's so much here. Piper, uh, you sent us the link, kick us off. I'm going to pull it up again so that we can, uh, we can kind of walk through this systematically, yeah. systematic theology. So this was a listener suggestion, not this particular article, but just a, you guys need to talk about Kanye. And I was like, well, what's Kanye done now? And so I went looking, and um, sure enough, it's uh, the good reverend Kanye West Mm -hmm. doing itinerant church services, which are produced (laughs) akin to like the Grammys, color-coordinated gospel choirs, different locations every time so they're like on location it's like a it's like a destination church service you know you get dragged to a destination mm-hmm. wedding somewhere this is like that weekly uh in in beautiful places there's there are uh let's see this is so James Tyler Fazio is the the production and contact guy for this and he said I found myself in Calabasas helping to produce this brand new experimental live music production church service for the friends and family of Kanye West. Mm. There were many nights we'd get notes, be up all night working to get the details right, just hoping and praying the show would go on, and it always did. So, mm. uh, yeah, I mean, it sounds just like what we do at Emmanuel, basically. That's what I bought. Absolutely. I was just like, Kanye and I, same person. That's what I gathered. You get together with the senior pastor there, plan the show, you know. Yeah, we, uh, hope, we hope and pray it's going to work, and, and people keep showing up. Now, I, I did read in the article, Piper, that there were – they, they have a few ground rules for the services in that there's no prayer, no scripture reading, and no sermon. So my, oh. my question to you, Ronald, is how much is this like an emergent church service from like the early 2000s? Um, would, would like Robbie B come and be totally like comfortable there? Or, oh, dude, or, totally. Or I think that's what's fascinating about it is it's become this like it place to be for like Hollywood celebs. Yeah. So like when you read the article, it talks about all the people that are like trying to get in on it. Because it's kind of like the the go to. It's kind of like dude. It's the new it's the new velvet rope, man. You gotta you gotta get totally. your uh, 
you know, your VIP pass to. to yeah. And I think that's, yeah, I think that's fat. I just, well, I mean, it just kind of shows you like really the gist behind it. So to yeah. be at something like that is just going to increase your, you know, it's going to increase all of your, uh, you know, your star power and your, you know, your, uh, you know, your attainability in terms of, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm somebody, I'm somebody that gets invited to these things. And, but yeah, I thought the, and I guess I I read some weird clip where DMX, the rapper came in and actually did prayer and broke the rules. Yeah. Dude, I love Uh, DMX. I I don't know what happened to DMX. I don't know if he's like banned forever from like, you know, the Kanye universe. No, I read that part church for praying. Yeah. I read that part too. I think, I think they were cool with it. I, you know, probably just cause it's, it's who it is. Probably cause they were uh, scared of him. Yeah, totally. Like, totally. you think Kanye yeah. has the stones to look DMX in the face and be like, "You can't pray." I Please stop praying at my church. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he's willing to do that. I I found it fascinating. To, well, both the verbiage of this and then what it's describing. Um, we don't even pass a plate. Uh, Kanye's cousin explained, referring to the traditional collection of alms during Christian church services. Ronnie, alms, do, you, do you have an, do you have an form. alms collection at your church? <laughs> Dude, I love how I love how when they start talking about church, it goes all like 18th century on us. Dude, you could you could tell that that the author of this piece has never ever like once thought about foot. church. Yeah, right. yeah. Well, never even like put in a church, never thought about church. Even like the description of owning a church. I mean, I guess that's yeah. that's technically true, but every time that happens, we call that a cult. Like that's not a right. church. That's, <laughs> that's that's a cult or or the Roman Catholic Church, which some people might have negative feelings about, but it's uh, yeah. N- nobody in the the non culty tradition owns a church. But dude, this feels more like a cult service than a church service. I mean, this fair. This feels this feels more like something that if like if Kanye continues, dude, he's eventually gonna like buy some weird like town in the middle of like Oregon somewhere and just start his own start his own village. Oh, where you do know? you think he would it. buy it? I feel like where where is Kanye's compound gonna be? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it's yeah. where's he from though? Where where does he? Where do the Kardashians live? Where does he well, live? Where do they they're live? They're from Southern California. I'm not. I can't remember where Kanye. Dude, okay, from. it's got to be. It's got to be. Kanye's from Chicago. That's man. what He's I a thought. Chicago guy. Um, so it's not going to be anywhere in Illinois. It won't be. It won't be like Chicago lands, just because all, all that space is taken up. But my my guess is it's got to be someplace where people will definitely hate Kanye. You know what I mean? Like if it's South Dakota. Like everyone in that state will, without a doubt. I mean, hate that's him. literally yeah, that's yeah. literally anywhere at this point. Well, yeah, but it's got to be some place where they'll hate him, but they'll be conflicted because it's like so good for the economy. You know what I mean? He'll like, just yeah, he'll buy a ranch somewhere and just establish himself at this ranch. It could be anywhere, really, because he has the money to buy like a big piece of land that already has a massive, you know, castle on it. And does you know, he? Know, wasn't he bankrupt a couple years ago? I yeah, mean, but those but dudes like that that go bankrupt, it's different than how we go bankrupt. When we go bankrupt, <laughs> it means we have we're zero actually money and, and everything got taken away. When they yeah. go bankrupt, it just means ah oh, the account's down to like forty million now and I don't know how much. When I'm they survive. go bankrupt, it means no, I'm not paying my bills. I'm gonna go use my credit card to buy other things somewhere else. That's a yeah. bankrupt yeah. just means you get get out of debt free card and then yeah. go go print more money and, and sell more Yeezys. So I found so, this part. I found this part fascinating. It was the it was the fashion orientation of this whole thing. So it says there's absolutely zero <laughs> chance that anything Kanye West is involved in isn't going to be fashion oriented. Um, and then it goes on to call this. He just start. So he just he started an incubator for young designers. Um, and then he then it goes on to describe the the aesthetic 
of this particular event. And it says all the choir members wear a uniform, usually a garment that is emerging between a t-shirt and a choir robe. Basically, they just describe Erwin McManus. <laughs> as, as far as I can tell. McManus. Dude, that's such a great mid-2000s name. I haven't thought about that guy in like a decade. Is he still around? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Except he, he uses yeah, his middle name now, Erwin Raphael McManus, which makes him Oh, cooler. Erwin Raphael. So, yeah. yeah, t-shirt and a choir robe plus Yeezy sneakers and trousers. This entire thing is preachers and sneakers. Like, they, this is, totally. this is their entire feed. Oversized t-shirts, Yeezy sneakers, and trousers. First of all, the fact that they use the word trousers is delightful. We've got... We, we literally have an a, a 19th, an eighty five year old man. We have a nineteenth century article. British person writing an article about yeah. Kanye. They're taking up it. alms and wearing trousers. Yeah, no, this is great, dude. I'm looking at Erwin McManus now. What a cool looking guy. See, have you looked at him in a while? Oh yeah, he's in. He's styling. He's kind of like morphed into into. He almost looks like. Like an old grizzled writer. He looks like Jim Harrison or like Charles Bukowski or one of those guys. Like late career Charles Bukowski. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here for that, man. Erwin. He's, he's doing well. Doing well for Erwin. himself. Um, so I have a question for you boys. Is this the most spiritually reprehensible thing that Kanye West has ever done? And I have some, I have some other options. So you can weigh these options. Um, he posed dressed as Jesus on the cover of Rolling Stone at one point. So there's there's that. Uh, he nicknamed himself Jesus. Um, and then now he has a like a non-church church. So in the pantheon of like spiritually reprehensible things that Kanye West has done, is this the worst? Or is it hard to say? I just think it's uh it's the obvious <laughs> it's the obvious next step okay. for Kanye, man. I mean uh, I mean like like I don't know that there's ever been a dude with an ego the size of Kanye's. I mean, again, a lot of rock, a lot of rock stars have massive egos, but at Kanye, just like, he's just perpetually taking it to like the next level. Like he yeah. really does think he's the greatest artist that has ever lived in the history of artists. Well, dude, okay. I want to, I want to stay on that for a minute. And I have a follow up question to that. Like, what are the odds and put a percentage to it? Like 20%, 40%. Like what are the odds that Kanye actually thinks he's the savior? Because you know this has run through his head before, you know. Yeah. You know, in, in the in the dark moments, in the quiet moments, um, he has he has he's kicked that around a little bit. He's kicked in those dark on moments that, with his wife Kim Kardashian. He's <laughs> exactly looked in the those, mirror and said, the, all, "All those deep conversations." I, really, I wonder who I really am. It exactly. must. Be I wonder well, if I'm really the savior. She's known for for being, you know, an introspective, deep thinker, very eloquent. So it they're really a match made in heaven when it comes to sorting this stuff out. Literally, yeah, totally. Uh, so, Savior Complex. What? What? What's the number we're putting on that, Ronald? Oh man, I mean, I don't know. It's just Savior to Savior to you know to who and for what. I don't know. I you know I would say that I would say that there's man when you are surrounded by people who are only telling you how great you are and are allowing you to do whatever you want because they will you know help you you know, realize whatever comes, you know, whatever thought comes into your brain. I mean, dude, it's a weird place to live in. So you can only imagine that when he's surrounded by that kind of group of people that are like, you know, kind of worshiping him all the time. I mean, yeah. he just gets flights of fancy. You know what I mean? He yeah. lives a flight of fancy for sure. You know, I don't know. So, yeah, uh, you know, I'll go 60 percent. Yeah. So he does have a record dropping in a couple of weeks. And you don't he, say. 
he is a yeah. well documented like marketing genius. So this could this could be the ultimate like marketing move for for Kanye West. I'm, you, I'm not sure that in five years we're still going to be talking about Kanye Church. I'll you know my favorite marketing that. angle for this is the What's little that? nugget that's in here that it lists all the you know a bunch of famous people who have come, mm-hmm. and then it says all guests are prohibited from talking to the press about the event. One exception, however, is posting to Instagram. So <laughs> no, it's it's like a non-disclosure agreement except Instagram. So this is, man, I, I kind of admire Kanye's marketing genius on this one. He's, dude, he really now, is, I mean, he's nobody's savior, but he is a genius. Now what Christian or pseudo-Christian, like former pastor turned marketing guy do you think he teamed up with on this? Like who would be in the in the marketing pantheon that is our tribe or guys that used to be in our tribe? Like who 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 would have hatched this with uh, with Kanye West? Yeah, I would say I would say Miller. Miller's. You think Donnie? You think this has got the blue like jazz fingerprints? No, all over Donnie's it? Donnie's actually not cool enough for this. I mean, this well, and, is and, and, like, interesting. And Donnie's like a corporate branding guy. Not yeah, like, okay. this is this is so far beyond anything an evangelical could think up. There's nobody. No, this is incredible. This is super. Why? Because it's successful. Well, and it's yeah, creative. It's, it's both yeah, successful and creative, and uh, and and attract genuine famous people, not like tribal does, famous people. Yeah, it does show that the power of a guy like Kanye, who is as loved as he is hated, able to do something like this that is so out of the box. You yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. to not and to not simply just get. In other words, like it's not just some colossal failure where like he's doing this thing and the press is hating on it and everybody's laughing at it like it, it carries some like air of authenticity to it which is like only a guy like kanye could pull off something like that so it's like it's something that's that outrageous but nobody nobody's like you know, he's, he's not getting made fun of for it he's mm-hmm. he's like people are actually like listening they're watching they're trying to understand they're asking him about it, it it's it's a strange it's so strange it's super strange yeah, I mean, from a what you just described, from just a marketing standpoint, like if we were talking about somebody's book campaign and we were sitting around a, a table at a publisher's office and you just said what you just said, like we would we would call it a, you know, just a a, a swipe of like marketing genius, and um, you know because it's church, it gets weird, but. I don't know. I don't know if we're even calling this church. And I mean, it's not it's even like it's not like a corporately driven thing at the end of the day. It's just because he has like he has the kind of you know, I mean, he has the kind of following that he can do something like this. And it doesn't come off as yeah. um, it doesn't come off as inauthentic because he just he's doing it exactly how he wants to do it. So yeah. if it was anybody like different than Kanye or less than Kanye, it would just it, everybody would be laughing at it. But it's like you can't really. You can look, you can stand back and you can look at Kanye. You can go, dude, I have no idea what he's doing. And that is outrageous. And that's crazy what he said. But dude, everybody's looking and everybody has an opinion and everybody's commenting on it. And that's exactly what he wants. And that's the fascinating part about it. My favorite thing is that we fall into all these traps so happily. Like we, we, we are, we are his marketing engine. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Do you guys listen to Kanye? Have you, have you listened to a Kanye record in a while? Not, not an entire um, I, record. I was really into 808s and Heartbreak uh, back in the day. That was 10, 12 years ago. I really thought that was a great record. But that was the only thing I've really ever listened to, to him. So. Yeah, I've, I've got the one. I've got College Dropout and I've got the red one, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, which I thought was a really great record. Um, but yeah, it's been that's been almost a decade for that one, too. Yeah, yeah pretty time much. Is, yeah. Time is flying. 
Um, well, we'll keep an eye on this, boys. We'll keep an eye on on Kanye Church. Um, anything else, Pipe, from this article that you wanted to pull I, out on on the more on the more kind of serious side? It there's so the writer of this article is just like randomly throwing sections in here. So there's A-listers and there's fashion and there's his kids. And then there's this section about three quarters of the way down that says, is the church looking to heal Kanye West or something else? Yeah. And it just, it's sort of the, it's the, it's sort of the psyche and, and pseudo spiritual purpose behind the whole thing where it says, it just talks about how he is using this thing in some capacity or claims to be, to be a healing experience for you know his his well publicized mental health issues and different struggles with things and uh and so i don't know i just we're talking about his motivation of sort of setting himself up as a cult leader and savior but it does seem very much that he he has always lived on the brink of complete fragility as well he is Mm. not the tough guy rapper Hip hop artist. Yeah. He is. He is clearly the sensitive artist. Yeah, he's um, an artist. Yeah, and I don't know. I just I find that aspect fascinating. I think it's it's garbage and nonsense too. Because yeah, because the whole thing is a spectacle. Because it's all famous people. Of course, if you're like him, how are you going to invite normal people? Um, well, dude, the- that ethos, that whole thing is so perfect for now. Like, can you even be a tough guy rapper in 2019? Are there any tough guy rappers left? Yeah, well, that's you know to- I mean? that's toxic manhood. Like, you have yeah, to exactly. be. You can't do it. Like, you just can't do it. You know, you have to be Lil Nas X who comes out. You have to be Kanye, the the sort of eccentric artist. There's just not a lot of the like the tough guy thing. Dude, there's no left. 50 Cent anymore. There's no right. like get rich or no, die trying. Those days are over. Those That's not coming out in 2019. I mean, and I still listen to a lot of the music that came out in the 90s and early 2000s. And there are times I listen to it and I'm like, this this is really offensive. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah, for sure. by today's standards, or pro- probably by those days' standards too. If you know you were Tipper Gore or somebody, but yeah, it's <laughs> he's a he's a he's an entirely different. You look at him, you look at Chance, you look at Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. That's a whole different kind of of artist doing doing hip hop, doing rap than what used to be. I don't know. I just found the idea that this is a healing experience for him to be kind of fascinating. And it's because this whole thing is just glitz and glam and then this little nugget is dropped in there that maybe it has something that he's seeking, like he's 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 searching for something. Yeah. Well, the language is very. I mean, if we're if we're staying on the like PR level with it, it's very now. You know, yeah. Like somebody's always got to be getting healed of something, um, or, or or on some healing journey. So it's yeah, um, dude. Spirituality is always going to sell as long as it yeah. doesn't like you know call you to do something yeah, or it's become not demanding and it doesn't encroach on what you already believe. Exactly. Yeah. yeah so this, like everybody can be good with Kanye because it's like yeah, I'll go to that weirdo like Kanye concert that only I and like you know, a hundred of my celebrity guests knows even exists this Sunday. Like that'll be awesome. Do, do you think any actual Christians will be invited to that? Like who, who would be, who would be somebody who we know or have some familiarity with who could get the invite potentially? Man, there are a couple, there are a couple celebrity pastors who would be invited, like, you know, Carl Wentz or somebody like that. Totally. Sure. 100%. Um, so maybe some Christian athletes. Um, oh, oh, absolutely. Christian athletes. I totally forgot about that category. And um, you know, and then there's what's the guy's name? He was he was the he's the pastor of a church I think in Southern California, where, um, I think the Kardashians used to go. 
before they oh, yeah. before they uh, bought Rick a church Warren. or owned a church or whatever. Um, I, I think his name's Rich something or other. Maybe his last name is it Wilkerson, Sir Wilkerson. I can't recall. But uh, he's the kind of guy who would get invited there. The problem is they got to be careful about inviting those guys because they might instinctively say like a pseudo sermon or pray a prayer or ask for That's alms. True. They might accidentally alms. Instagram it. <laughs> Uh, they might collect alms and Instagram. Yeah, the whole event. I love it, boys. We have uh, we've done what we always do in this program, in that we have wandered to and fro throughout uh, just a couple topics today. This is the church episode, and uh, until next time, the Happy Rant is brought to you by Resonate Recordings. If you go to ResonateRecordings.com, you can see the full range of services they offer. So if you're considering starting a podcast, they are the ones we recommend going with. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see their prices, to connect with them and ask any questions, and to see what they can do to help you launch, edit, master, and improve your podcast. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see what they can do to help you launch and improve your podcast. Hey everybody, I'm Dale. And I'm Tamara. And we're hosts of the Kynos Project podcast. Where we help you tackle ancient Christian truths in everyday settings. The word Kynos means new, and that's exactly what we want to do on our podcast. Bring something new from what is old in our faith. And on this show, you might hear us explore topics like what the Bible has to say about student loan forgiveness, discuss how the satanic temple affects our view of religious liberty in America, or even question why is it that so many people are having rapture anxiety. To learn more about the podcast, go to lifeaudio.com.